Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that a lot didn't i just said ebony diamonds like three times but whatever it's me <laughs> so today i am gonna be interviewing author leticia and i'm so excited because you know what i realized that we i i never really like had conversations with editors like talking about their experiences in the industry like what they have to go through you know what i mean personally get this job done in this industry and baby you know she gonna keep it a whole buck right so yeah that's coming up but first y'all know i gotta go straight to what the fuck with shay jones now sit back listen a little bit more balling and i'll be right back with miss shay Hey, and good evening to everyone that's tuning in right now. Thank you so much for joining me again on the second episode of What the Fuck with Shay Jones. Tonight, we are going to get into one question, and this in particular question has been floating around on the internet. So I thought I'd join in on the discussion and add my two cents. So let's jump into it. My husband's baby mama threw a party for his 10-year-old daughter yesterday. The baby mama told my husband that I was not invited, so my husband did not go. Now my husband's family, mostly unmarried women, are bashing him for his decision to stand with me, and they are accusing him of being a bad father. His own mother said that I should have been understanding and not become upset if he had gone to the party without me. The baby mama and I have no bad blood. We have never been disrespectful to one another and have not had an argument or any dispute. But she told my husband that I was not welcome to the party because of my attitude. By the way, their daughter loves me and I am known for being very kind and direct. Is my husband right for standing with me or should he have left me behind to attend his daughter's party to satisfy the family he came from? What the fuck? kind of question is that no he's you you first of all you're not wrong and second he's not wrong for deciding to stand by you because you guys have a long a lifelong commitment to each other and I don't care if the baby mama has feelings for the baby daddy or not the bottom line is it's too many step parents out here that mistreat abuse and kill their stepkids so as a mom i don't understand why the baby mama wouldn't think to herself well my daughter's gonna be around this woman because my my baby father is married to her they're gonna be together forever or they have plans of being together forever why wouldn't you want to see how your child interacts with this woman? Why wouldn't you want to see how this woman interact with your child? That's what I don't understand. I don't care if she got feelings for him or not. At the end of the day, the husband and the wife live together under one roof. So when that little girl goes to visit, the baby mama don't know what the fuck is going on. Anything could be taking place. So this would be the perfect opportunity to 
scope her out and see how she interact with the child. That That's just common sense to me. And as far as the mother, you know, saying basically you should be understanding, she clearly ain't got no damn husband. She clearly hurt her, her relationship with her son's dad. I mean, that shit must have fell apart very quickly because I don't understand as a grandmother how can you say that? I would want to know, like, okay, is this woman a good fit for not only my son, but my grandchild? So it's not always about what you want. It's about what makes sense and what's right. And the right thing to do is to say, okay, she can come to the party. I mean, everybody should be on the same page because this man is with this woman. This is his wife. So if it was me, of course, I would have said you're invited. They're a couple. They're a package deal. And no, I don't feel like the husband was wrong for deciding to stand by his wife because I've been in a situation where I felt like an outsider and I wasn't married to him. But I, we have children together and I felt like an outsider at all times. So I, I know that feeling. So just to have her husband or, you know, the husband standing by her at a time like this, that says a lot. And, you know, there's always time to have a second party for the little girls. So hopefully they can get together on their end and, you know, give her gifts and throw her a little party, a second party and just go from there because this is a bunch of mess. This is a bunch of drama. It doesn't even add up. It doesn't make sense. It's a lot of confusion and he shouldn't even want to be a part of something so toxic because the moment that the baby mom, especially since they haven't had an issue, the minute the baby mom opened her mouth and said, I don't want your wife coming to our daughter's party. All communication at that moment should have stopped because it no longer had anything to do with their 10 year old daughter. This was something much deeper and it was very, very petty. Like I said, I don't care if she had feelings. That's her. That that that's that's a personal issue. You should want to know how your daughter is getting along with a woman that your baby father is married to. It's a control thing and it's just unfair and I'm glad that he did the right thing. I'm glad he decided to stick by his wife. So that is my opinion. That's how I view the situation. But again, thank you guys for joining me on the second episode of What the Fuck with Shay Jones. Have a good evening. Man, Shay, I swear I couldn't answer any fucking better because it just really gets to me when women try to destroy what their you know ex is building with somebody else out of spite like you're doing that and you're not doing shit but punishing the fucking child at this point why the fuck she already answered it Shay already answered it i can't even go any further but i can go to love Tisha, who I am interviewing right now in five, four. I ain't going to really count down for y'all. <laughs> All right, it's coming right after this. Diamonds coming to you to speak with author Letitia today. Letitia Burns is an author of 16 books, and she also edits. I mean, she just fire y'all all the way around. So after this conversation, I really, really need y'all to go grab her books, Arthur Letitia, read them, buy them, spread them around, because I'm telling you to support be real. Now, 
I'm about to introduce my girl, Arthur Letitia. How you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good. You sound good. I love that. Look at that energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, first I want to start by saying thank you. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I'm happy you decided to, you know, join me on my podcast. I was really excited when you agreed to do it. So I just really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. And I thank you for having me. I definitely do. Of course. People been telling me, talk to Letitia, talk to Letitia. I said, man, oh, God. Episode, I got to talk to Letitia. I had to. <laughs> so, okay, oh, off, so, um, like, where are you from? I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and I live in Hope Mills, North Carolina now. Okay, we're Brooklyn now. Okay, I fuck with it. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I do. I like Brooklyn. They got some good pizza and shit up there, man. They do not be playing with that. That pizza be on point. And then you talking about you in North Kakalaki. I, I think I told you to send me some gravy. I don't know if you're going to do I don't it, know what it is about you and this gravy. <laughs> Oh my God! I said, I said, man, that's straight butter, man. Like that's butter and love that they got mixed up in this shit. But I, I just like yeah, that's why I said, girl, I don't, I don't think you're really gonna send it to me. But just know, when we go to a book event, bring me some gravy. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> do you enjoy living in North Carolina? Uh, actually, I do. When I left New York and moved um, down this way, I moved to South Carolina. And it was it was a small little hick town. Like I was flabbergasted. I was like, Oh my god, is that a real cow? Is that a real like oh my god, like what the hell just happened? Like it was it's like a time zone <laughs> difference. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Because baby, when you said South Carolina I cringe. And yeah. to South Carolina, honey, but South Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama States like that, I just refuse to go to. Now, I know it's plenty of black people in those places, but I just oh know God. a lot of those people still think that racist, racism is an okay thing in them places. Believe it or not, I encounter it more in North Carolina than I did in South Carolina. Are you serious? Yes, ma'am, I sure do. Encounter it more here than I did in South Carolina. That's wild. Especially the town that I was in because it was so small, so it was mostly black populated. So, you know, it wasn't really a lot of racism going on. But here, oh, that's wild. I swear to God, I would have thought North Carolina is full of, that's where black people go. Like, we go to North Carolina. So you would think. Like, yeah, you would think. Yeah, thank you for correcting me because you would think, God damn. I mean, I mean, you know, just for a second, let me just say, all the racists out there, how stupid can you be? You mad yeah. because somebody got melanin or, or they from, from Mexico or whatever the fucking case is? Are you retarded? Like, <laughs> how do you feel explaining that you don't like me because my skin is dark? Like, that's so true. just dumb. But, okay, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I, I You know, I can't apologize for the racists. Just know it ain't you. It's a character flaw in them. Period. Definitely. That, that's all the fuck it is. So, Leticia, about these books. You, well, let me correct what you said earlier. It's 13 books. I think oh. it's 13. It's 13 books. 13. I have two okay. more that I got to re-release. Um, I have 11 that I've already re-released so far, so I got two more to go. Oh, two more. I don't know why I keep saying 16. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's still a great feat, though. You know, some people don't even get their first book out. You're right. You're definitely like, right about that. 
That's a feat, man. I'm telling you. And to be, you know, as many books, what's that? you said 13 and G's, man. That's a lot of books, honestly. A lot of people really cannot get the first book out. And, and you know, it starts with a blank page. It's always the first page. And That's then it. you carry it from there. It's some, uh, you got to be very talented and very imaginative to be able to write that many books. I tell people, like, if I get to 20K, I'm good. But getting to that first 20K is so hard. Yes, the hump. That's what we call it, the hump. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, so what what puts you into writing? Um, Believe it or not, my homegirl, she was real into reading and stuff and I used to just look at her like she was crazy like or I mean like I'm not let's go to the club let's do something you know she sitting up there reading books and stuff and then she was like well I'm gonna give you one just try it see if you like it or whatever and the first line like and it was coldest one ever I'm not gonna lie the first line when she was like I popped out of my mother's pussy on (laughs) January 28th I was like oh my god this being books it's like, what? <laughs> and from there, I was hooked. I was like, oh, hell no, this being books, yeah, I need to start reading. But I've always had a um, fascination with writing poems, and it started all the way back in elementary school. So yeah. I've always had the writing in me. It was just the reading I didn't too much care for. I, I didn't want to sit still long enough to read a book. <laughs> right, you know, I hundred percent. But the thing is, like, I did. I love reading. I'm telling you, and I, and you probably already know this now. It gets hard trying to read and be an author at the same time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm crazy because it's like now all you want to do is write. You know, I mean, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, you don't even want to read no more books. You don't. Your favorite authors, you're not even picking up their books, and not because you don't like them. It's because you don't have time. That's true. Like, Definitely, man, definitely. I, I 100% on that. But, it's, uh, you know, especially our genre, like the urban fiction genre, I don't care what nobody say. We are the best. You know, and it's like I'm not down to anybody else's genre, but as a biased opinion, <laughs> we are the best. Because it's like the type of story, like you said, the first line from that book snatched you all the way in. Like, damn, that's raw. That's real. You know that's what I'm it. saying? So it's kind of like – caught you off guard and that's what we write we catch motherfuckers off guard with yep. this shit that's <laughs> it the so okay so after you published so actually i want to ask you about what you did before you started to write so what did you do before writing i came in the industry editing i was too scared to actually i had a book written well at least half of it and I was too nervous to, like, try to submit it to anybody. I didn't know anything about the submission process or any of that. It was just a book that I had started writing, didn't know anything. And it just so happened that um, I was reading an author's book, and I loved her writing, but there was so many freaking errors. It was hard to get through the book sometimes. Right. So um, by the time I had read like the third or fourth book from her with the errors, I decided to reach out to her and, you know, offer like, hey, do you need an editor? And at the time she didn't because she was signed to a publishing company, um, so she wasn't in charge of her editing. Then shortly after she reached out to me and she was like, hey, I'm getting ready to start a publishing company. I want you to come on as an editor for me. And it started from there. That's how I actually stepped foot into the industry. So did that shock you, like somebody wanting to, you know, take you on for such a big task? It did because I I really never thought I would hear from her again. 
Like, she, I thought she looked at me as just a fan. You know, she's well, just a fan. I'm not worried about that, this, that, and third. So I didn't think she would reach back out to me regarding editing. So, yeah, it, it blew me. I was like, wow, that's like, for real, like, it's hard to get word of mouth. And, like, I, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to reach out to her and talk to her about that because a lot of motherfuckers, they'll run straight to social media or go do reviews and shit like that. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with reviews, but it's just some of the reviews are just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Some things you it can is. actually go into the inbox. And some people might not be, accept, you know, susceptible to, um, you know, constructive criticism. And right. people don't understand how important that is. So I really praise you for going to her as a woman, as a reader, you know, as an authentic. I love you. Let me give you this piece of advice. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like it's rare to find people like that. A lot of people just want to embarrass people and tear them down. But you, you looking to drop gems and shit. <laughs> well, see, I feel like people who do stuff like that, they need an audience. And I'm not big yeah. on uh, the, the audience. Matter of fact, I don't even like the, the limelight. That's not me. Never has been, never will be. So me running the social media, oh, I just read this book, and oh, the errors was just terrible. I'll write in a review unless the only time I've ever written a review about errors was because literally I had to sit there and rewrite this girl's book in my mind. Right. That is the only time I ever wrote a book um, wrote a review about errors, but at the same time, I praised her book because it was a good book. It's right. well, it, I, I think it was a good book because, like I said, I rewrote the book myself in my mind. But you know, it's it's just I I would never get on social media and just bash somebody about the errors in their book. Nah, well, you definitely the last of a dying breed, honey, because every time you go on Facebook, you see motherfuckers with these subliminals and shit like that. And then there'd be other authors. That's the shit that really throw me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, how would you feel like if your shit is so great, you know what I mean? Like, then won't you help them if you just so fucking amazing since you got your degree and you know every fucking thing? Won't yep, you go? <laughs> won't you go help them instead of trying to tear them the fuck down for your amusement? Yeah, and that's right. why, I don't know if you heard of that page, Lit Coffee. Yeah, I did see that. I cannot stand the people, and the reason being, they try to make it seem like, you know, they're to help the author or whatever. Well, I think somebody said they switched up. They said they're no longer there to help the author. They're spotting, you're spotting errors in books that you did not see prior to the book being edited. You don't know what condition that book was in when it got to that editor's hands. That's true. And then you don't know how long that editor had to actually go through that book. Yep. How many days or fucking weeks? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest. The, the, the urban industry now, especially with the e-books, it's a microwave industry. You popping out books yeah. left and right. Oh, so yeah. the editor, if the author got to take a week or two or three to write a damn book, then how long has the editor got to edit it? Let's they be real. They in a few days. Thank you. They do. It's expected. And, you know, um, it's like the crazy part about that, and speaking, let's speak on the editing side of it when it's what's expected of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what were, like, a few challenges that you, you know, had to face as an editor? Turning sugar into shit. I mean, shit into sugar. Mm. Yeah. That's elaborate, honey. Turning shit into sugar. Um, is you know, a lot. And I'm not, mm, let me, let me, I'm going to see how I'm going to phrase this. <laughs> 
as an author myself, I want to take pride in my work. Me right. personally, I don't even get the chance to edit my own books because I'm editing everyone else's. So I have to rely on a proofreader to go through my books and catch errors that I might have missed because I type fast. Like literally, right. I can write a book in three to four days. Mm-hmm. So I type fast. Yeah, and that's really all the time that I have. I don't have time to think about the book to go back through it. No, nothing. I just have to write it and send it to the proofreader and upload. So I rely on the proofreader. But a lot of publishers do not hold their authors accountable. And that's something I've run into plenty of times. Like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, yes, it is an editor's job to edit, but it's also an author's job to want to grow in their craft. Right. So if if I'm sending feedback, right, right. If I'm sending feedback to an author, why is it that you won't pass that feedback on to the author? They don't want to have that. Exactly. And that's a, it's not my job to sugarcoat shit. It's It's my job to help you grow. It's not just my job to, from book one to book 20, I'm still seeing the same errors because I feel like I failed. Yeah, because you know what? Whoa. Hold on. Let's go ahead and run that. Run that back for me. You said you feel like you failed. I feel like I failed. That's it. I feel like I failed. Because I'm giving you the tools and I'm giving you the feedback to grow, and it's either you're ignoring it or your publisher's not enforcing it. You know, and the thing is, is that I'm glad you said that. I'm fucking glad you said that because from your point of view of being in this editing game for a few years, you've been in this editing game for years. How long? I started in 2014. Okay, 2014 into 2020. Okay, I'm going to mm-hmm. say this first, and then I'm going to ask you something right after. Okay, from 2014, when you first started and, you know, you started to notice, you know, you started to get into stuff, and you're like, oh, I have this now, I have a company now, and stuff like that. Do you feel like that the publishers are failing their authors but not giving them the editorial advice? Definitely. Definitely. There's no way in the hell an author can grow if you're not giving them. First of all, let's be honest. Most publishers either don't want to or don't have the time to go through their author's work. So you got to rely. The one person that you have to rely on, the editor, why would you not pass them the feedback that the editor is giving them? It makes no sense. You know why? Let me tell you why. Because it's about the fucking money. (laughs) That's what the fuck is for. That's why. Because the faster you get them books out, the more money you make in a shorter period of time. And it's sad because they'll sacrifice somebody's actual fucking goals just to make a fucking dollar. Yep. Just to make a fucking dollar. Have them out here looking illiterate and some more shit just to make a that's dollar. It. And, and that's, 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 some, that's some fucked up ass shit. And the thing is, I can't even just say other authors. My books, okay, it was several books, you know, that, you know, I got bad reviews and shit like that. You know, like, because of the editing, and it's like, that shit was just like, you know, what can I do now? You know what I'm saying? So I got to go over my book 20 times, you know, just to make mm-hmm. sure that when I send it to the editor, that it'll be, you know, edited when it come back. Right. So it's like, it's always about everybody has a fucking chess piece, I promise you. 
So when every somebody moves, somebody got to fall, somebody got to do this, somebody got to do that. Everything should be a fucking system. And like you said, why would a fuck wouldn't a publisher try to make their authors grow? That's it. Isn't that the point of having a fucking publisher? Well, I had one publisher told me it's your job to edit and it's the author's job to write. I don't want them to have to worry about editing. <laughs> I said, well, what kind of fuck okay. shit is that? No, that's the money shit. I want my authors to be happy. So happily, you know, don't let them grow. Don't let them know what the fuck they got to do to be better. Just send it to the editor. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. And then as an editor, I'm sure you see simple things that could be, you know, something that an author would need to know. Something very yeah. simple. So, okay. So from that, you know, I really want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, how can I say this? What problem have you seen on the editing side, you know, as far as, you know, like um, having to deal with publishers, you know, having to deal with, you know, the authors themselves and stuff like that? Not sure if you ever dealt with authors directly when it came to their editing, but, like, as a company, what have you had to go through when dealing with editing for a company? Well, let let me keep it a buck with you. I've edited for <laughs> I've edited for Royalty Publishing House. Okay. I've edited for its subsidiaries. I've edited for um Leo Sullivan Presents some authors. I've edited for Siobhan Latrice Presents, Supreme Works. Um and I've also Edited for Nikki Brown Presents, which is who I'm currently working with. Okay. Shout out, Nikki. Yes. And, oh, I forgot. Can't forget my start. I edited for David Weaver and Shan. So um, I've I've dealt with a lot of publishers. The, <laughs> the main <laughs> issue that I run into in dealing with publishers themselves mm-hmm. is the the talking down to you like you're beneath them. Like, at the end of the day, I'm providing you a service, and that's what you fail to realize. I'm providing you a service that you need. Mm. So what in the hell possesses you to feel like you're better than me and can talk to me any type of way that you want to? I provide you that service. See, and that's crazy. Because it's almost like that when the author sue, who the fuck are you talking to? I don't it, because y'all, you. if it wasn't for y'all, the publishers wouldn't make the money. They so at the end of the day, exactly. My point exactly. And that's what throws me because, like, I'm glad you said that too. It throws me because, you know, when publishers, you know, some of them start out, you know, like they might not be the biggest, you know, best at the moment. When they start to build up, I notice. And I'm going to go ahead and say, from my old publisher, that when you start making more money, you start treating people a different way, as if they're better than you, as if we aren't the ones who made you that fucking money. Right. So it's like, from the editing side, how can you talk down to somebody that you're paying a fucking service for? That's You're true. paying me. That's it. So I'm trying to figure out, who the fuck said that to you? That's weird. Somebody talking to you crazy? Well, I've I've dealt with the the two smart mouth ass publishers that I really had to deal with 
is the ones that cause the most controversy in the industry. Those those two, their mouths are reckless. Portia and Leo, like, mm-hmm. them motherfuckers feel like they could just talk to people any type of way that they want to, and there's no repercussions behind it. But um, when I was dealing with David, I, I had one conversation on the phone with that man. One. Do you hear me? One. One conversation on the phone with him. One time. And it was when he was getting ready to grow his company. Cole Hart, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> me and Cole had a love-hate relationship, and that was just the bottom line of that. But even Cole, a, a lot of people say Cole Hart talked to his authors, you know, like, oh, he uses the bitch word and this, that, and the third, and blah, blah, blah. And Cole does got a slick mouth, don't get me wrong. Even dealing with Cole, I never, never felt as disrespected with him as I felt with Leo. And the Never. crazy part is motherfuckers have you thinking it's a different way. You mm. like motherfuckers yeah. have and you believe in because, I mean, I know you probably heard about it, it was a, like a beef between, you know, all three of them. Mm-hmm. So how the hell, damn, you, so you was doing it for all three of them. Did that cause any kind of controversy? Well, see, <laughs> let me tell you about mm-hmm. that. When I first started editing for David, I didn't know that there was a beef between him and Leo. So right. I reached out to Portia to edit for her company, and um, I reached out to Leo as well. Well, Leo sent a book one time, and I couldn't get to it. For one, at the time, I wasn't editing full-time. I was managing apartments. So that was my first job. That was my priority. But I knew that when I got home that day, I needed to finish up the book that I had for David. So I told Leo I couldn't do the book. For one, I was at work. For two, I had other engagements that I had to take care of when I got off. He flipped. Hmm. He flipped. He got pissed off. So in talking to David, that's when I learned about the beef between them two. And David, he's he's a slickster. He didn't even tell me they had beef. I asked him, was I exclusive to him when it came to editing? And he asked me, why did I ask him that? And I told him about the situation with Leo. And he was like, I won't say you exclusive. I'll just say, make your next move the best move. That wow. was his word. So he basically was like, go ahead, do your thing. Exactly. But he was also telling me, if you fuck with him, you can forget about editing for me. Oh, shit. For reals. Yeah, that was that was in so many words. That's how and yeah, that that shit was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Was on the hook. I saw music videos and shit. I said, <laughs> 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 hey, bitches clapping ass and shit all for the beat. I'm, I can't stand you. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. So what does the ass clapping got to do with it? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And to this day, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know where them two, because they wrote a book, him, it was Leo, David, and my my dude, Blake. They wrote a book together some years back, 24 Carats. And I freaking loved that book. Where the beef started between him and David, I have the slightest idea, but I just know Tisha wasn't getting ready to be in the middle of it. So if I had to make a choice at that time, I was going with the one who was paying me to basically leave my job because that's what David did. Yeah. I mean, I went from editing from him 
in December to by December of 2014 to June of 2015 being able to quit my job. Ain't that the best feeling in the world? It was, Lord Jesus. I mean, seriously, and you like you love editing, so it's like it, it was something, you know, like it, that was nothing to you because you like this yep. is what I want to do, right? Yep. That's what's up. But you know, it only take one person to give you an opportunity like that. That's it. But then it also takes one person to give you an opportunity like that and snatch it away, which brings yeah. me to my next point. Um, you said you had you were putting back your books on Amazon. Mhm. So your books were taken down when everybody else's was as well, right? Matter of fact, the books was taken down on my release date, <laughs> November twenty first. Ain't that a, that's some shit? That's yep. some wild shit, man. And you were signed to um, who were you signed to at the time? I was signed to Siobhan Latrice. Oh, okay. Shout out Siobhan. I fuck with her heavy. She cool. So, you know, I was sending a lot of people her way. And Casey, after all this shit happened, like, if you really want some strong people, but then it messed up because then y'all books came down after I was like, I was came yeah. down November the 6th. You know, so we thought, you know, like, well, glad. We were actually like, well, good. I'm At least theirs didn't come down. We were saying that shit. A lot of us were. We were like, at least theirs didn't come down, you know. But then when y'all came down, everybody was like, what the fuck? So what did you think happened? Like, when it first happened? When it first happened, to be honest, I didn't know what to think. I didn't even know how to feel. It was, I was just shocked. I didn't know. But I knew that the faith that I saw everybody else having, I wasn't getting ready to do that. I right. wasn't getting ready to have that faith. Yeah, I just, I couldn't do it. It was like, and it wasn't being a negative Nancy, no none of that. It's just, bottom line, I had been scorned by this man myself when it came to monies to even, for me to even have faith that my book's going to be back up. You know, so you I had faith in Siobhan, but I didn't have faith in Leo. Right, and I, you know, and that, that actually makes sense. Because looking from the standpoint, I remember when Siobhan was about to start her company. She was really invested, you know what I'm saying? Like, in making mm-hmm. sure her authors were good writers. She's not just good-selling authors, best-selling authors. She made sure they was good writers. And that's what the hell she was really looking for, you know what I mean? To help people yeah. along their way and shit. So you got to shout motherfuckers up. You know, motherfuckers like that out. Like, for real, big shout-out to her, man. So when it happened, so you said you already, you didn't even have no faith. Is that because of prior dealings with him? Yeah. <clears throat> it was because of prior dealings with him. Yep. And it all so, boiled down to editing. Like, when I first started editing for Leo, now let me let, let me say this, Portia was a blessing in the size for me back then because me and David had got into it. I had just left my job. It was July of um, 2015. I had just left my job in June, moved here, and all of a sudden, because me and him had some words, like, he cut me off from editing for him. Okay. Now, you know, he, he talked his shit about me. He didn't know it got back to me. Matter of fact, the person who he talked about it to, like, when they told me, it slipped out of their mouth, you know, they didn't even mean to say the shit, but it slipped. And I still, you know, I didn't feel no type of way about it. My main concern was how the fuck I'm going to feed my family now. Yeah. So, you know, I done quit my job, this, that, and the third. So I knew having edited for Portia before, 
previously, I knew that she was possibly looking for an editor, so I reached out to her again, and it just so happened that she pulled me back in. Well, when she pulled me in, she was like, I'm going to reach out to Leo, too, to see if he needs an editor. So at the time, I was dealing with, what was Leo's first assistant name? Oh, shoot. Was it some? What's her name, Tamara? Oh, girl, I don't know. I can't even. Uh, yeah, this was back in 2015. So this okay. is when KC had first hit the scene because hers was one of the first books that I had edited. And okay. I'll tell anybody quick, I didn't know what the hell I was doing <laughs> back then. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I was an era spotter. I was not no real editor. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. It took, it took sleepless nights and tons of money on bettering my craft, books, and everything for me to get to the point where I am now. You know, so, yeah, that's, that's what I knew what I wanted to do. But, um, I had reached out to Leo and, you know, he brought me in as well, but then the issue came up with a contract and I was like, I need to know, this was out of my mouth, I said, I want a set amount so I can know how much I'm going to be paid. Right. So that's when we decided to do contracted work. With the contract, it was, at that time, I want to say it was 40 books for 8000 That's what I started off at. I think it was 40, 30 or 40 well, books for 8000 Damn. <laughs> From his mouth, huh? For a month? Yeah, this was monthly. Oh, that's the money, honey. I would have been sitting back kicking my little feet up. Yeah. Like shit. <laughs> and that's what I was doing, too. <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing. But okay. from his mouth to my ears, his exact words were, this is the amount, you know, that you'll be paid, regardless of whether or not you edit that amount of books. Now, mind you... Leo, how can I say this without being offensive? Mm-hmm. Business-wise, he just talks. It's like yep. he just runs his mouth. Yep. And had Portia heard him say that shit, she probably would have hit him. Because mm-hmm. it, it made no sense. Like, if if you send me, if I only get three books for the month, why the hell would you still pay me $8,000? But guess right. what? You signed off on it. So you're going to hold on to that contract. That's mm-hmm. what you're going to do. So as time progressed, the contract amount went up, just like cost of living. Shit, my, so do my rates. So yeah. my contract <laughs> went up. You know, the first time they did it, the 40 books for $12,000, because by then I'm charging 3300 a book, regardless mm. of the word count. So now it's, um, the first contract, they was fine, because my contracts was for every six months. They were new. But the next time... We went into a contract, all of a sudden it's an issue. You know, they start questioning about the money. Like, what service are you providing for this amount and blah, 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 this, that, and third. So I started putting responsibilities of myself and responsibilities of their authors, what they needed to do. Well, see, the problem was there was no communication between Portia and Leo. Portia would sign off. Leo probably would sign off, but Portia would be the only one that read it. So when Leo had a problem, he would come to me, and I'm like, the shit is in your contract. Why are you asking me about stuff that's in your contract, 
a Ooh, contract that him. you signed. Hold them. And even in the contract, it stated regardless of the amount of books. I will still pay that. Now it's a problem. Now it's a problem, huh? Exactly. So um, me and Portia was real close at one point in time. And when her, when Leo moved, we was first friends. Like, we'll be on the phone six or seven hours a day. Like, she she sent me gifts for my birthday. I sent her gifts for her birthday. We was friends, friends. You know, that's, that's what it was with me and her. And I'm not going to sit there and lie. Anytime I needed her, she was there. That's right. who she was until Leo moved in. Then all of a sudden, Portia switched up. Hey, that's your man. I ain't fucking you. He, right. he can do something for you I can't do. So yeah. that's how you want to roll. Hey, that's how you roll. I ain't got to do that shit. <laughs> you know, so if, that, if you want to switch up, switch up. But okay. what became a problem was, like I said, he didn't read through the contract, and she was in control of everything. So when he had an issue, he hit me up. Now, the problem with when he hit me up is how he talked to me. Right. You, he talked to me, for one, he would always rush me off the phone. He would say what he got to say, and then I got a business call. I'll talk to you later. Click. You know, never let me get a word in. So you call me to discuss an issue, but you're the only one that wants to talk. You right. don't even give me a chance to explain. Because you're crazy now, right? Exactly. Yeah, pretty much I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that, that's pretty much what I'm it gonna is. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to stop right there for a second. We're going to come right back. This motherfucker will, if you go ask this nigga something about your shit, your money, or whatever the case is, all of a sudden you're being outraged and you're being crazy and you're being disrespectful and all this other bullshit. That's just something that really fucking throws me. How the fuck am I being disrespectful for asking about my fucking money? And that's crazy because initially I didn't experience that with Leo. I didn't experience it with Portia. Their payments would come on time. Every, every so often I would get an issue where a direct deposit would forget to go in or whatever. Um, but it started becoming more frequently. Uh huh. We noticed that shit too. Fuck yeah. You, so it's, it was like every month now I got to ask you for my fucking money. I don't understand how. Now, mind you, I'm under a contract. Direct deposit is set it and forget it. Meaning, right. you go in, you know the amount that you got to pay me. So why the fuck I gotta ask you about my money every month? Every the amount don't month. change. <laughs> It'd be a different story if I was an author and you're paying me royalties. But this right. is a contract. The amount does not fucking change. Shit, and let's talk about even still. If you was an author, uh, those motherfucking royalty cut my, uh, reports, you get those two months in the fucking event. Yep, damn so do. So you should know what the fuck you should set my motherfucking direct deposit for already. Exactly. So you should exactly. on reports, honey, because you know we still waiting on them reports, and I'm using quotation marks for anybody because y'all can't see me. I'm waiting <laughs> for the fucking reports. From Amazon, because Amazon likes to send money without a report. Weirdest shit I ever heard in my fucking life. Nigga, go ahead, baby. <laughs> I ain't going to even address that shit. Um, address it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to even address that shit. But, um, yeah. 
so it just so happened um Leo questioned me about an invoice. He questioned me about why he was paying me if he's still being invoiced by another editor. And I'm like, again, why are you asking me this? I don't control who sends your books to me. Yep. You, your assistant, whoever controls that. He tried to call his assistant. She was sick. I mean, she was at the hospital with her mother. Whatever it was that she told him, he believed her over me. Bam. That's what you choose to do? Fine. Be careful who you believe just because it's – I ain't going to go there. But just be careful who you believe. I had no reason to fucking lie. The girl wasn't sending me books. Portia had went into his account before and saw that books were just sitting. They weren't being sent. Now, don't get me wrong – I don't knock nobody for trying to make their money. If his right. assistant, because she was an editor too, was trying to make her money, I don't knock that. The thing is, don't throw me under the bus for your hustle, because that's not something I do. So you I'm not like going to sit up there and blame shit on somebody else. Benefit. You said what? You, have, you feel like you wasn't getting books to edit after a while for her financial benefit? Exactly. Damn. When his first assistant was there, um, I didn't have a problem with getting books. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, the books started slowing down. An author actually told me that she told them I said I couldn't do their book. <laughs> Had never reached out to me to see if I could do the author book, no nothing. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and that wasn't the first author that told me that. That was like the third author that told me that. And then it falls back again. I had one author, I loved editing her books. I, her books were actually enjoyable to read. I'm not going to call her name out. But I noticed all of a sudden, even when she started her company, she didn't send her books to me anymore. Well, why she don't send her books to me no more? Then one day she gets on Facebook and she made a post and she was like, she likes an editor to tell her what she's doing wrong, this, that, and the third. Well, if the fucking assistant would have sent the damn analysis that I sent back with the book, maybe you'd have got that feedback. So you sent whole analysis and shit too? What? Real editor. Damn. <laughs> Girl said she sent motherfucking analysis. I ain't never had no. I, I, I mean, shit. <laughs> Girl, so what happened after, you know, you realized you wasn't getting no more books to edit? You felt like some type of way, like they was doing that shit on purpose? Yeah, I knew. It wasn't no, I think. I knew they was doing that shit on purpose. So September, effective September 1 of 2018, I canceled my contract with Leo. The only thing that I was editing for him at that time was Siobhan's personal books because she refused to let anybody else touch her books. And... Um, Sajay J, if she sent a okay. book in. Those are the only two authors I was editing for. Now, with Siobhan Company, I can't remember exactly what happened, but and it was prior to me signing, but I ended up becoming the exclusive editor for her company later okay. on after she had formed it or whatever. But um, he was paying me for her edits then. But a situation came up. After a year, listen to me now, after a year of me editing for her company, 
He decides to tell me I'm charging too much. Leo, how am I charging too My prices are fucking set in stone from the door. How am I charging too much? His exact words to me. Well, oh, well, you know, Siobhan Company is small. It doesn't make as much money. It's not like she's a KC Mills. Um, KC, if it was KC's company, I could understand, but it ain't KC's company, Siobhan Company ain't bringing in that kind of money. And I'm like, what? First of all, you don't need to discuss to me what Siobhan Company is bringing in. Number one, that's number one. Oh, my fucking God. You know what? That you said that? That is a fucking problem. That is a fucking problem. You You know what? Okay, let me go ahead and say this shit. No fucks given. The problem come in when a grown ass fucking damn near fucking senior citizen is running around talking about other women to women. Like, my nigga, you need to chill on that shit. It's people that we know personal business of that we should not fucking know. It's motherfuckers who know how much somebody else fucking made because this nigga sitting on the fucking phone running down people motherfucking money and their life story. Mm-hmm. You can't fucking do that. You a fucking clown for that shit. You a goofy for that shit. Like, mm-hmm. you don't do that, and then you be talking to the wrong motherfuckers too. Like, you act like everybody in this fucking industry don't talk to somebody else. Everybody fucking talks. So when you going to run your mouth and then when I confront you about it, you talking about, oh, they jealous. They don't know what they talking about. Bitch, how the fuck they know how much, let's say, my fucking light bill cost when I had to get money from my fucking bonus or some shit like that? How would they know that? Because you running around telling people fucking business. That's some clown shit right there. You a it fucking is. clown, nigga. Now go ahead and say it. Is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what he said, and I was like, and it wasn't even on the strength of him. It was on the strength of Siobhan, and he did this shit two days before my birthday. I'll never forget, because I was, it was a big deal to the point where I told Siobhan, like, this nigga just fired me. Now, his exact words to me, now you tell me, does this sound like he fired me? Hold up. Because <laughs> this, this was his exact word. You know, I got receipts. So, we, the, the, I'm going to pull up these receipts now. Oh, yeah. I like receipts, baby. You can't refute receipts. And you know I keep them. I keep them receipts. I keep them motherfuckers in a clutch. Damn yeah, right. Cloud. You ain't never going to be able to delete them, bitch, because I got them. No matter what fucking message you delete out of your inbox, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Narcissistic behavior. Narcissistic as fuck. That's all the fuck it is. Behavior. I'm trying to tell you. Narcissistic behavior. And it's evident too. Because you know, I tell a lot of people, at first I honestly believe that the shit was genuine. You know what I'm saying? When it first started, that, you know, the company, all that shit was completely genuine. You know, like, you really want to help women and all this other stuff. But as time went on, it just goes to show you people would do anything to finesse a fucking woman. They know how to pull that women's heartstrings. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Shit like that. But then turn around and fuck. Yep. A hundred and something women. I can't even still say it's a hundred and something because I have to think about the other companies, too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just say over 175 fucking women. Fuck in the ass. Over this yep. motherfucker. 
Like, and, but you want to do, I'm a single mother. Wham, bam, bam. We all family head ass, boy. Fuck you. Exactly. Shit. So I found it. He told me that after the month of September, he told me this on September 26th, my birthday is September 28th, after the month of September, that was it. If I did any work for Siobhan, it would be between me and her. He doesn't need another situation where I'm telling anyone he doesn't pay his invoices on time. Mind you, I never discussed Leo not paying me with anyone other than one person, and I'm not going to say her name. But this was also how I knew that she wasn't for me because for some reason every goddamn time I said something to her, the shit would get back to me. Ain't that something? It would always get back to me. Mhm. But when I confront her about it, it, it was always I would never do you like that. You my sister, blah blah blah. Da da da. Fuck you and your sistership. That's okay. that. But on another note, that's what he told me then. He flipped it around and tried to tell Siobhan why couldn't I reach out to him? He paid me thousands of dollars a month and yada yada this that and third blah blah blah. My nigga, I did. You told me out of your mouth after this month. That was it. So what the fuck else do me and you got to talk about? Right. So, Siobhan, I don't know what happened, but I still ended up editing for her company, but I would send the invoices to her, and I don't know whether she would get the money from him or how it went, but me and him no longer had any more dealings, and that was September of of 2019. But let me backtrack. Let's go back. Let me backtrack. I'm telling you, because it just goes to show. That's why I say people don't understand how important your fucking character and integrity is in business. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. in business, you have to have some type of fucking integrity. Yeah, you know. Like, you have to, because that's how you're going to end up in the situation that he's in fucking now. Yep. Because you have no fucking integrity. Like, you don't even, I mean, just any fucking type of self-respect. What have you say, let me do right by these fucking women that amassed my fucking fortune? Yep. And if you look at, and since it's out now, I can actually talk about it. Um, The part two of the article that I did with a woman named Miss Renee, she is from Demcast. She is so fucking awesome. She is angry for us, y'all. Go please look up Miss Renee. She is on my Twitter and everything, Ebony Diamonds 86 this lady is pissed off for us, and she did the part two to this article. You can see this motherfucker. Leo, in his fucking message, is talking about how he only did certain things because the authors was making him money, and he only gave authors their books and their let them out their contract because they wasn't making nothing. How dare you? How fucking dare you? You're treating people as if we're a fucking number, like we're fucking dollar signs. And that's why the fuck you in the situation you in now. So anybody feel affected by that shit, please hit up Miss Renee. And please don't be scared to voice your concern. Because you think that motherfucker voiced his concern while he's flying out on fake trips without fucking money? No, he is not. So, yeah, like I said, go reach out and put this motherfucking story out there because we will not be silent. Fuck them books. Fuck you talking about. Now, Letitia, after this whole situation... With, you know, him trying to let you go or whatever the case was, did you still edit for, like, the other companies, like Royalty and them? No, I had stopped editing for Royalty October 15, 2018. 
And let oh. me tell you about that situation. Yeah, let me hear that. I reached out to Portia that morning. <laughs> the weekend prior, I sent an email. <laughs> I sent an email to all of my clients letting them know that if their invoices were not paid on time, that I would be charging them a late fee. I did this because I knew Portia's ass had forgot to pay me. So Monday morning come. Now, how does direct deposit work? When I wake up in the morning, I'm supposed to have my damn money. Supposed to be there. So Monday, October 15th, 2018 comes, wakes up, and I don't have my money. Now, don't get me wrong. I could have waited, but what Portia failed to realize, and this is what I kept trying to reiterate to her and Leo, I have a company. I have contracts with them. So when I don't pay, that falls back on me. Right. And if you don't pay me, I can't pay them. Yeah. That's how the fuck it works. Leo had the audacity to laugh. The last time I said that to him, he had the audacity to laugh at me and say, well, if you really had a company, you would be able to pay them out of pocket. Bitch, oh, fuck you. Oh, no. Nah. Oh, no. Nah. Put a pin in that right quick. What the fuck well, you just say? If I really had a company, I would be able to pay them out of my pocket. I know you motherfucking lying when that one yeah. gold two two dreadlock happy motherfucker ain't paid up out of pocket. Say he was, and then turn around and say he, and that's in a screenshot too in the article. I can't afford to do it. So bitch, I guess you ain't a motherfucking company nigga either, huh? Okay. Mm. That was his exact like words to me. No like he's sitting in some motherfucking ivory tower or some shit. My nigga, please. Fuck you talking about. If that's the case, run me my motherfucking coins, my nigga. Run all of us our coins. That's the it. fuck? Girl, go ahead. Please talk. Because this is this shit going to blow every bit of the fuck out of me. How dare you? Who the fuck you think you are? Well, that's that was what he told me. And I was like, well, I ain't got it like that. Because basically, I live off of my money for editing. Whatever price I charge you, whatever I got to pay them, that's it for me. Right. So that's just bottom line. Anywho, going forward, well, backing up, actually. So, <laughs> Portia, I reached out to her and asked her about my money. And she told me... Hold up, because you know I got the receipt. <laughs> you know I got the receipt. I'm sitting here sipping, sipping my tea, waiting for that motherfucking receipt. You know I got the receipt. Let me see. I said, good morning. Since my payment wasn't made through direct deposit, I will be sending an invoice via PayPal with the late fee I stated in email. Just wanted to give you a heads up before sending, but it would need to be paid ASAP. She said, good morning. Today is the 15th, so I'm not understanding why I'm getting this text. I said, today is the 15th, meaning my money should have been in my account this morning, not tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We've been through this before, Portia. You know how direct deposit works. I'm not supposed to get paid the night of the 15th. I've changed my contract with my editors for them to get paid on the 16th. If I'm not paid by the 15th, that doesn't allot me time to get them their payment by the 16th. She says, I'm not, gonna go back. I'm not about to go back and forth with you on this because your text is very disrespectful. Never, ever... <laughs> Have Leo or I ever not paid you for your edits? So you trying to check me about your money at eight in the morning isn't something I'm about to stand for. I'll be looking for another editor because this is the last straw for me, especially with you wanting to charge me a fee for an email you sent a few days ago that has nothing to do with the contract we have in place. 
Now, you have a good day. I'll make sure your editing payment is sent today, and I won't be paying any late fee. I said, my contract also states I'm to be paid by direct deposit on the 15th and the 30th, which you have breached. You can find another editor. That's fine. I won't touch another book. You have the 10 for the first part of this month. Thanks. She said, furthermore, <laughs> furthermore, <laughs> now, listen to this part because this is very important. Furthermore, we won't even get started on the edits that were late, have done, or books forgotten about that we never asked for a price or deduction on. The whole email you sent should have, shouldn't have been sent. The 15th is not over. I'm not about to go back and forth with you on this. I said, late. I need to be charging rush fees for books that were not sent as stated in the contract 10 days before time, and I've never sent late books. Check with your authors about not sending books back on time after the edits are sent to them in the half-ass writing. I don't make miracles out of shit, Portia, and the 15th ain't over, but direct deposit is for the 15th. Exactly. And you notice my exact words to her, tread careful, P, and I put the kissy face. I'm telling you. Just send my money. And tell your assistant to send the books to the proofreaders I done fired. Girl. Yeah, I said it. So Willie tried to fucking play with you because you asked about your money. Wow, two peas in a bucket fucking, huh? Yeah. So me being, like I said, me being the person that I am, even after this, my first of all, my contract stated that the only way the contract could be terminated was if there were more than 1% of the er- of errors remaining in the book. So that means right. in a 55,000 word book, she had to show me over 550 errors remaining okay. in that book. Okay? So Portia's never, she sent me back one book that had a total of 17 fucking errors in the entire book. 17 in a 72K book. Wow, trying to get her, trying to make it like you fucked up, huh? Exactly. So <laughs> that was one book out of the whole time I was dealing with her. So me being the person I am, after all of this went down, I'm not going to lie, I felt bad for Portia. And I think it had a lot to do with because we were so close at one point in time. So I did reach out to her. Yeah, I did reach out to her, Um, even had a phone conversation with her about um, some things that I was seeing. Um, not, it had nothing to do with stuff people was posting about her, but more or less the way she was moving, and I wanted to give her some advice. Um, even wished her a happy birthday. Mm. But remember, I said, she said, furthermore, we're not going to talk about the half editing, da 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 this, that, and the third. But then she turned right around. After all of this went down, with the books coming down and everything, and ask me what I edit for her company. So if my edits was half-assed, what the fuck you want Why me back for? Why would you want to pay me again? Why would you want to know? That's because at that time, I swear to God, I'm telling you, when I tell you, all it takes is for a nigga to get in your ear, bruh. That's all the fuck it takes. And I guarantee that because you wasn't editing for his ass no more, he probably was like, you ain't got to use that much. You pay too much. Bam. You know what I'm talking about? You know how he talking shit. Bam, wham, bam, all that bullshit. That's what the fuck was happening. I'm telling you. Got into her fucking ear. And, you know, that seems to be a problem when it comes to the two supposedly different companies. Because why They try to operate as one. Yeah, because the thing is, is that when shit go down, then all of a sudden, I'm not your publisher. But when other shit go down, you want to be in other motherfuckers' business. 
And that's something that just fucking throws me. How the fuck are you two different companies when you got this person doing this? You know what I'm saying? Saying this, yeah. you reaching out to others. You ain't got no fucking business to be reaching out to because that ain't got nothing to do with you. Right. And that's what the fuck happened a few times during situations, you know what I'm saying, with the companies, both of them. Like, sometimes you literally got to mind your motherfucking business, whether it's your bitch or not, whether it's your company or not. Like, period. That's wild, though. And I'm sorry that shit happened to you because at the end of the day, that is your fucking meal ticket. That's how you feed your fucking family. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for you to sit there and try to play with me, you know me personally. You know what I'm saying? Like they know you personally. Know you got kids, know you got family to take care of. And for them to still try to fuck you over like that, that tells a fucking lot. It does. It tells a lot because at the end of the day, you're telling me all you give a fuck about is your family and fuck everybody else's family. But that ain't even the worst part. Back in 2017, I had to have a medically induced abortion. My lupus, I had found out I was five months pregnant when I found out that I was even pregnant. And um, my lupus, at the time, it was basically, it had gotten to a situation where if I delivered, it was going to be my life or my baby's life. Oh, my God. So I had to make the choice to have a medically induced abortion. Now, my auntie Portia had just lost a baby earlier that year. You would think Leo would have had some type of compassion. Oh, my God. Leo sent me his book to edit, Life 3, and it was either June or July, and he was like, I'm trying to hurry up and put this out. So just edit the first part, and I'm going to finish the rest of it and send it to you next week. Well, the book was a developmental edit, so I charged him 500 because that's how much I charged for developmental edits. Right. So he um, never sent the rest of the book. Labor Day weekend, he decided he wanted to send the book. Well, after I had the procedure done, I ended up catching an infection and had to go back in the hospital. Tried to explain this to this bastard, and his whole aura was basically like he didn't give a fuck. He just wanted me to edit his damn book. Oh, you took my money and blah, 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 this, that, and third. Leo, I'll refund you half of your money. Who the fuck are you talking about? But yet you want somebody to understand when your ass is sitting up in the hospital or when your wife is sitting there telling you. I know, but hey, he be that's lying. what he say. He say that shit all the time. Anytime you ask about your money or any fucking thing, I'm in the ER, I'm in the emergency room, I'm in the ER, I'm in the ER. Nigga, they got to know you by motherfucking name now. Every time we ask you for something, your ass got to go to the fucking hospital. Like, fuck that. And you always, it's, it's this person's birthday, is that. Who the, I didn't ask you that. What the fuck that got to do with my money? But it's okay, though. We got to understand when he and fake meetings and talking to lawyers he don't have and all this other shit. We got to understand that. But trust it, you just had a horrible thing happen to you. And that shit got me a little emotional, honestly. I ain't going to fake. Because one thing I can't, I, that really bothers me is, is a woman losing her child, a sick woman. You know what I'm saying? A hardworking sick woman, that bothers me. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh, that just that just fucked me up. And you telling me this man act like it was no big fucking deal? 
All he was Is that what the fuck you telling me? All he was worried about was his book. Ain't that some shit? I mean, how the fuck did that make you? Did that tell you way more than what the fuck you thought? Yeah. That's when I knew right then that Leo was just a cold-hearted bastard. Even the year after. That was 2017. Okay, my daughter graduated um, in 2019. That's supposedly when he was sick. I had sent him my invoice. He was supposed to pay it. He tells me, oh, my wife don't want me working because um, it was my birthday. Are you married? I was like, yeah, I've been married for 10 years. And he was like, oh, well, you know, your husband wouldn't want you working on your birthday. Bitch, miss me with that bullshit because you, do you know how many fucking <laughs> holidays and shit that I sacrificed and gave up spending time with my motherfucking family to edit y'all motherfucking books? Breaking your motherfucking back just to edit their fucking books, and that's how the fuck you get treated, bruh? Like, that's literally how you get treated, huh? Christmas Eve, 2015, I'll never forget when they wanted that fucking trigger and whatever the hell it was <laughs> to come out. I'm sitting up there opening gifts with my kids, editing their fucking book. And all they gave you was their ass to kiss, huh? Yeah. Ain't that some shit? And you see how hard we work? We sacrifice so fucking much. Things that we will never be able to get back. We can't go back and spend that time with our kids, you we cannot go back and say, I'm sorry I couldn't go do this with you because I decided to work. You know what I mean? Thinking that that was the only thing. And that's the fucked up part. We sacrifice so much, and they sacrifice so fucking little. All they do is eat off of fucking us. What the fuck are you sacrificing for us while we sacrificing our fucking lives? And you sit. You have lupus. That's play with. Times I know I should have taken my ass to the hospital. I'm sitting up here trying to get make sure I get a book back on time. And you motherfuckers have the audacity to talk to me like I ain't shit. Do you know how bad I want to go blow up their fucking house? I'm telling you. And we ain't even talking about on no literal shit, y'all. Like, no. Like, it really be in your head to go fuck a motherfucker up. Oh, I was talking literal. You was talking literal sin. I yeah. will literally. Now nah, I literally want to whip some motherfucking ass. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I because at be that point, I'm waiting for the event. Because if a motherfucker got the balls to show up at them events, then you got. They had gotten to the point. You just like you fucking with my livelihood, and you know it's my livelihood. Yeah, you notice know how I feed fun. my family. When you need something, when they want motherfuckers to need them, that's what they like. They feed off of that shit. Fucking feed off of it. Like, they know that we need our money, so they want to play with our money. You feel me? Oh, I can just send her whenever I want because I got the power. That's how the fuck they look at it. That's how they look at it, and I'm sorry. At any other fucking job, if your direct deposit is not there, they fix that shit right away. They don't get offended. They don't say, oh, you being nasty, just because you asked me about your motherfucking money to feed your kids. Fuck them kids. That's apparently what the fuck they saying. That's what the fuck they saying. Fuck your health. And that shit blows me, huh? Lupus is nothing to joke with. If you know anybody with fucking lupus, please hug them. Reach the fuck out. That shit is not a joke. It is painful. This motherfucker had the audacity to tell me, well, you know, 
all, lupus and all these all other autoimmune diseases, you you know that's because you you might don't eat right. Oh my god! This Leo now, mind you, you I was diagnosed with lupus at fifteen fucking teen years old. I wasn't even a good hundred pounds soaking wet. Cause you, we was trying to call you fat back. No, he was insane because he knew I had high blood pressure. So he trying to say, oh, well, you know, your salt intake, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. Look, miss me with that. What the fuck they got to do with lupus? Some salt intake. Nigga, take some baking soda and clean them dreads. What the fuck are you talking about? Because of your, I mean, so what's that supposed to mean? What the fuck do that mean, nigga? Child, you asking. I mean, you, what the fuck do it mean? I'm confused. And you know what's really throwing me is, like, all this shit you're saying, right? You know, you we was talking about, you know, being blindly loyal to motherfuckers, you know, and shit like that. So it's like, do you feel like your loyalty was misplaced? Like, do you really feel like you can't believe this shit? Like, these I do feel like my loyalty was misplaced. And it makes me, it it is sad because when a motherfucker do you wrong, you're not supposed to let it affect your character. Right. Between them two right there, I don't trust nobody in this industry. You can't. And you can't. I've got a circle of people that I deal with, but even with them, it's like I can't give my all because I've been burnt so bad. Right. You have, and that, and that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even be. That's why you got to be a strong. You a strong ass woman, man. Like to really bounce back. You went through all that shit, and here you are, still fucking standing. Still fucking standing after they tried to break you in every fucking way possible, and you still right fucking here. And it's crazy because just in January, just in January, like literally, I was about to lose everything, my house, my car, everything, every fucking thing in January. Everything. I wish I was there to hug you. I went through depression. I wouldn't get out the fucking bed. I battled depression so fucking bad. Even for the, over the past three years, just dealing with that bullshit had me fucking suicidal. Do you hear where me? I was in a dark life? ass place to the point where I wanted to leave my kids, my fucking kids, Ebony. I know, man. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. I, I wish I was fucking there to hug you. I swear to fucking God, because I could not fucking imagine having to try to decide whether I want to be here with my kids or not because of what I'm emotionally going through. You know what I'm saying? I've been through that shit, man, and it's not a good fucking place, especially when you cannot – hold on, girl. How many, <laughs> when you cannot take yourself out of that fucking place and you feel like all is lost, you are fucking alone, you know what I'm saying? It's just something that really gets to you. It's something that you cannot fucking – Imagine just being without, you know what I mean? And that's something that, that's fucked me up right there. That just fucked me up right there. That just fucked me up right there. I swear to God. That's that's some old bullshit. You really was ready to take your fucking life because, man, that's fucked up. They had you feeling like that and they just go about their motherfucking lives, huh? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like at the the end of the day, Portia, your son and my son is the same age. 
Your oldest son and my son is the same age. I have a baby. He's my baby boy. I, like, come None. the fuck on. Have some kind of heart. None. And that's the thing. You would think these motherfuckers would have heart because their parents, because yep. they have their own family and shit like that. But like you said, motherfuckers, when that, start, that money start coming, y'all, huh? When that fucking money start coming, that's when motherfuckers switch up the game on your ass. Flip on you like a motherfucking pancake. They fucking flip. They flip on you. And the thing is, it shocks you at first. You know what I'm saying? Because it's an initial sting. You feel me? It's a fucking sting. But then when they take that motherfucking knife and shove it into your fucking back easily and look you in your eyes as you fucking bleed, that's what we're talking about right now. That's what the fuck I'm talking about right now. They know you hurt. They know they fucking hurt you. And no fucks was given, right? No. No fucks was given. That's some bullshit. And then you want to put these fake-ass non-disclosure agreements trying to get people not to fucking talk? Nigga, we going to fucking talk. You hurt so many fucking people. Y'all have hurt so many fucking people. You're not going to bounce back from this. Not right now. Y'all are not going to walk away scot-free as every fucking body else suffers. And the fact y'all even think it was going down like that, it ain't going down like that. I don't know what black neighborhood the fuck y'all grew up in where people let you play with them, but yeah, I grew up in the one where you don't play with my fucking name and you don't play with my fucking money. You too, Leticia, right? Exactly. Don't play with it. That's some wild shit, man. So how did you bring yourself out that? Prayer. So all I could do was pray. Wasn't well, nothing else I could do. Right. So, like, when you was, like, dealing with the company, who did you really deal with, like, as far as, like, royalty? Like, under the company, just, a, I guess you would call it administrative roles and shit. <laughs> Michelle. Michelle Davis. Almost, okay. That's that was her assistant, right? Mhm. Oh, I didn't. Shit. When she hired Michelle as an assistant, hardly ever did I have to deal with Portia, and I was thankful for that. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> I was real thankful for that. But um, yeah, it was Michelle, so and me and Michelle like- had more of a relationship than a lot of people in this industry knew or were aware of. Oh, so y'all were, like, cool, too. Like, y'all was friends, too. Never met the girl a day in my life, but Maybe if I was to call and one of my kids down here right now and say, who is Michelle to y'all, they'll say they aren't. <laughs> Damn, for real? It was tight like that? Yeah, we was tight. Oh, y'all not tight no more? No. Uh-uh. Um, some people, was you it because you have left to... royalty? Like, you, left, you stopped publishing? I mean, not publishing. Mm-hmm. You stopped editing for the company? Is that what happened? Nah, initially, because we fell out before, prior to this whole situation. Um, initially, I think that had a lot to do with it. I feel like Michelle lost herself when she started dealing with royalty because Michelle was an avid reader in everything. And I remember In this that. industry, yeah. She was avid in everything. And um, she hurt me more than anybody in this industry hurt me. Because she, I could pick up the phone and call her 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning 
sick, and she would talk to me to I go to the hospital. Vice versa. She's sick. I'm the person she called. And oh, when... That's the shit right there. I really feel like she turned her back on me for Portia. And it was, to me, it was really? blinded loyalty. Yeah. She turned her back on me for Portia. For somebody who don't give a fuck about her. Don't give a fuck about nobody. Portia done turned on motherfuckers that she's known for years. Oh, yeah. So what the and fuck you think she going to do to you? Damn, and, that was like a sister, pretty much. Your kids calling yeah. her Yeah, I mean, but even though it, it's crazy because, like I said, we never met. But it's funny because I know her people. And that was crazy. Like, her her family, I actually know them. So, but me and her have never met. But birthdays, Christmas, that it was it was me and Shell. It was me and Shell. That's it. And Damn, then, so that's really like, like, hey, hey, now, like, yeah, and then not even it met though. You that means yeah. you built like a really a real relationship with her, just you know over the phone and internet, mm-hmm. and it was that strong. Yeah. That so yep. what? What was the fallout? You said she turned her back on you for Portia. I initially that's what I felt like, and then I realized one day I was like, Tisha, maybe you're thinking wrong because she has a job to do and you're going to choose to eat right? and make sure your family eat before anything else. So maybe that's how she feel. It's not that she turned her back on you. So I befriended her again. Oh, shit. And then when all this shit jumped off (laughs) and she, I don't give a fuck about you defending Portia and Leo to anybody else. What you not getting ready to do is defend them to me, knowing mm. what the fuck they put me through. I feel you through that shit. I swear to God, I swear I feel you on that shit. It's I'm a few motherfuckers who still trying to defend them that I had to cut the fuck off. Exactly. You cannot sit up there with good conscience and say you love me. You fucking love me and defend the motherfuckers to me. Knowing what they Portia did. Portia to this day owe me twenty four thousand dollars. $24,000. When she so-called self getting mad about the little contract, the only, like I said, the only way that contract could be canceled, I wrote the contract, so I knew what the fuck I put in it. The only way it could be canceled is if you prove to me that your books had more than 1% of errors remaining in them, but you chose to, because I asked you about my money. It's always about the money. I mean, it just throws me. You would think, right? You would think that we were borrowing money from them and we would just get yeah. on their nerves about it, wouldn't you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you wouldn't think that it was your motherfucking money that you're owed, would you? Because the way they come at people, that's some wild shit, bruh. And that's why they got to be lucky that this is all internet, bruh. I spawn everything. They got to be lucky. They're the luckiest motherfuckers in the world. Because I promise you, I'm telling you, some on-site type shit. You feel me? Yep. Like, and I didn't go shit. to the kickback last year because last year, huh? You going this year? No. Damn, I was about to say, come on now. We're going to get together no. this shit. <laughs> no, and the reason being is because, have you ever read one of my books? I haven't yet. Nope, I haven't yet. But now I actually 
But I'm one of the people that I'm telling to pick the motherfucker up when we stop. <laughs> I literally am a character in each one of my books. I can't see me going to Georgia is like wanting to commit suicide again. Because that's right. what's, that's basically what's going to happen. I'm going to end up locked up. Yeah, because regardless of whether I see you at the kickback or not, I got your address. Ooh. And you know Me what, being that close to you, that's world. temptation. I'm not good with avoiding temptation unless it's another nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So yeah. me doing, no, nah, that's not a good look. Hell no. Nah. Yeah, I like what, my what goddamn freedom. Like, I tried on orange the other day. That shit is not my fucking color. Hell to the nah. I'm telling Mm-mm. you, y'all, that shit gonna be real weird, man. Because if you got you got some real balls to pop up and show up your motherfucking face, and if you got balls like that, that means you ready for any type of action that you got coming. I promise you. Cause you're not That's about to. It. If I ain't got my mother, I'm telling you, Letitia. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, I don't play with my motherfucking money, and the fact that you're running around trying to shit on my motherfucking name to people that fuck with me, that as soon as they hung up with your ass, they call me, blocked your ass. Like, stop playing. You playing with a lot of people's shit right now. And it's like, like, for you, I'm so glad we had this fucking conversation, because a lot of people don't understand what the fuck go on in the part of the editing. Because it's like, you see what happens with the authors all the time, right? And I'm going to ask you something in a minute because you're an author as well. (laughs) I see a lot, you know, you see a lot of shit play out. You see a lot of situations, but you never hear editors, you know what I mean, really talking about the shit that they got to go through. They Mm -hmm. would never believe the shit that you're telling me right now. Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't think that. You're like, oh, she's an editor. She just edits the book and go on by her life. It don't even be that. Motherfuckers be real life beefing and doing some wild shit in every aspect of this fucking industry. And you telling right. me you was making thousands of fucking dollars? Yep, my last contract was for $12,000 a month. But never did you see, even I, I had one author that told me that Leo told her if it wasn't, don't even beef with me because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have a job. No, motherfucker. If it wasn't for everybody else, I would still have a job because uh, at the end of the day, your one book ain't making or breaking my fucking pocket. But you right. never saw me got up on Facebook and say that shit, did you? You never saw me say that because I'm not one to sit up there and brag about money I'm bringing in. Now, no. I have complained about money I lost. But <laughs> as far as money I'm bringing in, you, no, nah, you're not going to see. I don't change for money. Money don't change me. Nope. The loss of you it has. Huh? I said losing money has changed. Yeah, goddamn. Now, that shit has changed me. That shit is motherfucking history. I ain't gonna lie. Saying, I'm that changed me. Sweetest candy, okay, to a motherfucking hole filled with glass and nails in this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, because that's what the fuck we so angry about. And for somebody, and I hear it like as we just was talking over this time, I hear that every time you ask a simple question, it's some outrage behind it. You got to be crazy or you just being mad and ignorant and all this other shit. I just do not fucking understand that. So did that make you like not even want to hit them up about your shit after that? It did. And Portia used to have this thing. She used to tell me I was too emotional. She's like, <laughs> you you take everything to heart. You too emotional. No, bitch, I'm not emotional. First of all, I'm bipolar. That's number one. Me too. No, I'm not fucking emotional. I'm bipolar. 
I'll admit that shit to any goddamn body. I'm bipolar as hell. That's the problem. But if I I sit back and observe shit, if I call a motherfucker out on something, you could nine times out of ten bet your bottom dollar that I don't call the truth about that person. Yep. I got enemies in this industry right now. They don't know I know why they don't like me. And it's all behind some shit that somebody else said. And that's some but instead of you being it. man or woman enough to come to me, you chose to take their word. So guess what? When they played your ass too, now you sitting there looking stupid. Yeah. I like you just said. You talking about him telling people, telling authors and some other females' business. This whole fucking industry is a joke. I know so much about people' personal business. It it makes no goddamn sense. And that you shouldn't even know, huh? I shouldn't even. I don't even know them. And that that is what puts people on to those fucking type of behaviors. Like, somebody don't like you because of what somebody else said. Grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. You don't have your own fucking mind? Like, you got motherfuckers, you don't have your own fucking mind. You really let a motherfucker tell you what to think about somebody else? That's how fucking ignorant you are? That's some wild shit. And if anybody... Heard anything about Letitia? Please learn for yourself. Learn for exactly. Your please self. let me know. I mean, like, let her know. Get to fucking know her yourself, and not what some other saucy ass bitch got to say about her. Because that's how the fuck this industry works. It's all word of mouth. Whether it be selling books, whether it be somebody's reputation, it's always word of mouth. I got bitches that don't know me that don't like me and done blocked and deleted me because of their fucking friends. How fucking pathetic yep. are you? Because first of all, fuck you and them. That's first and foremost because as soon as your ass moves, the thousands of fucking friend requests that I got backed up gets accepted. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying. Fuck you want me to do? Cry? Bitch, bye. Fuck out of here. You want to listen to the next bitch and take your goofy ass on so that when they can tell the next bitch about you, then you can sit there and look stupid with their motherfucking ass. And that's going to fucking scare you. The fuck? That's some fucked up shit in the teacher like dead ass. These motherfuckers don't understand how serious it is when you talk shit about somebody. You taking food out of somebody's mouth. When you sit there and tell people not to support them, don't do this, don't buy their books, don't use their services. What the yep. fuck are you talking about? And are you going to pay for the services they use otherwise? Thank you. You going to buy their books? Thank you. Now, That's don't get me wrong. When a person tells me, oh, well, you know, I can't use your services because you too high. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, my services ain't cheap. Well, let me rephrase that. They used to not be cheap, but because I have to keep up with the with these two people that did to the industry now, I had to damn near drop my prices in half. Really? Are you, Letitia? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. I've I've had to drop my prices in half. And to be honest with you, and everybody here it heard it here first. I might just let go of editing because it's no longer bringing me an income. Right, God damn! It ain't so even bringing me a fourth of what I used to make. And you want to hear something about that? You know what? As an editor, the reason you set your prices is because you looked at other editors' pricing, right? Now, I know you know, okay? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. In terms of other editors, like 
I mean, editors that charge up in the upper thousands. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if we had to pay thousands when Thank you're you. basically giving us a fucking deal? Thank you. By charging what the fuck you charge, but you have fucking editors that's going to take six months to give you your book for two, three thousand fucking dollars. Thank you. I'm just saying. But you got somebody who can turn it around, it's clean, and they're charging you a decent rate. And you will shit on them like that just so you can get a discount. And that's something I always say. Why the fuck is it that black businesses always have to be shorted? Yep. Why we always got to get shorted? Why can't and nobody it's, else get shorted? But you would turn around, that's just like with, 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 with fucking Payless. Oh, Payless, she was getting too high. But you will go buy, buy a fucking two hundred dollar pair of joints. Yep. Just because the name is on it, and you think a a fucking black person runs Nike, bro? Jordan name is just on those fucking shoes. That's it. Thank you. But of course, my it's husband a say that business. all the time. I swear. It's a, it's a white business, so we gotta support it. We can't fucking ever support our own. We gotta get discounts. We gotta man, fuck that. That's some bullshit, man. I'm sorry you even saying that. You saying you really want to stop fucking editing because of this shit? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't see the per- and the crazy thing is, editing takes me away from my reality. So it's my passion. Right. I choose editing over writing any day. Wow, that's some deep shit. And that's something I you trying to give up because of this shit because you can't even. Yeah. I'm like, what's the purpose? Hell, I'm damn near making the same amount editing and I'm making the fucking writing. Hell, I might as well write full time. Yeah, shit, you might. That's how I'm looking at it now. I don't want you to lose your fucking passion. You know what I'm saying? I don't want you to lose what you actually want to do because you feel like it's no longer, you know, being. And that's the messed up part. Have you thought about expanding into other, you know, parts of the industries and shit, like the book industry? Swear, my husband just said the same thing this morning. He asked. He said the same thing to look outside of it, and sometimes you gotta look outside of it. I promise. Yeah, you're right. You do. You gotta look outside of it. You know, this situation has shown me a lot, and I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, I don't know if you know that I've been tweeting crazy. You know what I'm saying? For the last few months, me and a few other authors have been screaming this shit. You know what I'm saying? We have been fucking screaming about this situation, and nobody in the, let's say, no black authors, the bigger authors, you know know who I'm talking about, the big authors like Terry McMillan and all them, none of them have looked at the situation, oh, let me try to help these authors out and figure out what we can do for them. Nobody fucking reached out. Nobody even retweeted my shit. Nobody did none of that until I found, Ms. Renee found me, actually, for my tweet. Somebody was watching. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And she came to me, and she asked me to do the story. Girl, on Twitter, when she dropped the first article, a few, you know, like, white people started tweeting it, bitch, it blew the fuck up. Yep. White people pissed off. Oh, hell no. Nah. You can't do this. Blah, blah, blah. And all, you know, they, you can't do this here. You have to take care of your authors. You know, they rallying for us. Yeah. Fucking That's rallying. True. You know what? I feel so bad that now one of those fucking black voices tried to fucking stand up for us. Yep. None of them. 
Right. All they did was say, I'm sorry to hear about what happened in the industry. Y'all didn't even try to fucking help. And that just goes to show you, sometimes all skin folk ain't your kin folk. That's it. That proved okay, that point right there. Fucking, and you got black people treating other black people like this. You are a fucking black woman who started her own fucking company. Trying to be with other black people and help other black people to fuck out. And look what happened to you. They shit it on you. Yep. And that's sad because and we are all not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yep. a strong black people that's looking to help fucking black people. But this shit right here, it deters you from having that fucking faith. Yep. It do. Now, mind you, so my editing prices, when I was editing for... Um, Leo and royalty. My book prices started off at three hundred, up to fifty five k. With that three hundred, you got an edit and a proofread by two separate individuals. Because one thing about editing, just to give a background on it, with editing, the same person. I, if a person, if a person says they do editing for this price and then proofreading for this part, price, let me. Let me tell you, don't that's that's not a good editor because you got the same set of eyes going back through the book again. Mm-hmm. So they're liable to miss the same information again. The human eye is trained to see what is supposed to be there as opposed to what's there at times. Yeah, that's So true. if they've already read this story, of course they're going to see what they want to see. So when people ask me, why were my prices so high? Because you're getting editing and proofreading from two different individuals. And sometimes, sometimes I might just throw in the line edit and revamp your sentences to make them flow better. Free of charge. Right. Free of motherfucking charge. So now I done had to drop. Remember what I just said? 300 mm-hmm. I had to drop my prices down to a hundred and twenty five dollars. Okay, now that's over half. Thank you. Now the hundred and twenty five dollars, I tell people straight, you're only gonna get an edit. That's it. Right. I'm not rewriting. A hundred and seventy five, you get an edit and a proofread for up to fifty five K. Then it increases fifty dollars per ten K after that. Oh, that's still too high. Such and such edit books for a hundred and fifty dollars wouldn't take your motherfucking ass to such and such. Okay, look. What the hell are you coming to me for? Look, hit him with the motherfucker the uh, the Joe. To take him up there and let him fuck your shit up there. You damn right. <laughs> and did you not just hear the shit come from an editor and a proofreader? And you're getting an analysis. You're learning what plot, what you you might be missing in your story. What you need yeah. to work on. You're getting all of this. But take your ass to such and such for eight hundred and fifty damn dollars, and just get that edit, and not even realize it for twenty five dollars more you could have got an edit and a proofread and an analysis. Dumbass. Right, and that's the thing though, because we always looking for a fucking discount. Sometimes yep. you really gotta put that fucking money behind yourself. I'm telling but you. But then let me let me let me fuck your head up a little bit more. Now I had to drop my prices, so just say it takes me two days to edit a book. I'm spending seven, eight hours a day on that book. Mm-hmm. I got to pay my proofreader. So I got to pay my yep. proofreader $50. So $125 for me. Am I even making fucking minimum wage? Nope. Sure not. Not if you're doing eight hours a fucking day. Thank you. And they still got to pay out. No, you're not. Thank you. 
I hope, I hope, you know what, for everybody listening, as authors, all of us, even myself, please take heed to this and listen to what she is saying. This woman is having to lose, but still doing the same fucking amount of work, basically, y'all. Like, please look at it as a learning lesson when it comes to how to treat services that you're doing, you know, you're using for this industry. You can't shit on people. You can't try to tell them they're charging too much for their work because we don't want readers to say, oh, I ain't paying that much for that fucking book because then we're going to get offended. Right. When the fuck you get offended? That's yep. what I'm saying. So you're trying to tell people basically, oh, you ain't worth what the fuck I paid you. That's what the fuck you're saying. Thank you. That's, that's wrong, y'all. Come on. We got to get this shit straight. We don't want to be looked at as a joke industry. And that's how a lot of people look at us, even though I know we are not a joke. We serious about this shit. We write. We bust our ass. But we have to get fucking serious. It's time to get serious. Yep. It really is. I'm sick of fucking editing, editing issues in my book. I'm sick of it. And I can't just blame one, you know, but I can just. We have to get serious. My latest book I'm writing, I'm going over it a hundred fucking times, even though I am sending it to an editor. I'm getting serious. <laughs> I don't want no fucking issues or nothing. I just want, if they hate the storyline, fine, but you ain't going to tell me the editing is bad, at least. That's that should it. be the least of all fucking worries, y'all. It, it really should, man. Like, this is very eye-opening. I am so fucked up. It's like, it's... <laughs> I can't believe that you went through this just as a fucking editor. Like, just yep. as an editor. Like, they, like, now that just, just opens so many more eyes. If they will do this to an editor, what the fuck you think they'll do to the author? That's it. So really think about how deep this shit goes. That's it. Really think about it. Like and it's crazy man. because I um I stopped amazing I st- amazing I stopped editing for some pretty good people because of having blinded loyalty to other people. Which, so you stopped editing because don't tell me hold on so you stopped because you had that much fucking faith in the motherfucker. Mhm. That's that fucking, you just said it again. What you say, blind loyalty? That's it, blinded loyalty. That's what the, damn, and did they ask you to do that? Yeah. Portia, um, when I was editing, when Supreme Works first came on board in 2016, I was editing for Casey, and Portia got jealous because Casey authors, at that time, they was just, they were dropping books left and goddamn right. I swear. Killing shit. <laughs> they was dropping shit. books left and right. Man, I said, and, you know what? Hold on, man. Casey Arthur's big shout out to Casey, but and her authors, man. When I tell yes. you that all you saw back to back was motherfucking supreme yep. work, man, That's it. working. Those are some work ethic having ass bras, man. Like they were killing shit. <laughs> Go ahead, though. But um, she got jealous. I ain't gonna, I don't know if jealous is the right word, but basically, Casey, at that time, Leo was getting his money's worth because right. Casey's authors was taking up the majority of the slots that was in that um, editing contract. 
And she told me to hit Leo up and tell him that I couldn't um, edit for his sub-companies anymore because I had lost editors and proofreaders. What? So I was short-staffed, yeah. So they and wanted to this you to lie. Day, I, yeah, basically, she she wanted me to lie. I, to this day, I never told Casey that was the reason I stopped editing for Supreme Works. Shit. And I know that shit fucked you up inside, didn't it? It did, because I was close to Casey as well. Like, Casey mm. and my son share a birthday. So me and her was super cool. And it, matter of fact, if it wasn't for her and Portia, I would have never started writing. Oh, for real? So they gave you that push? They gave me that push. They read. You know what, Casey, what I, one thing I will say about her, she will not play. When she said, you going to do this, like, you yeah. going to do this, I want to see you fulfill your dream. She will not That's play it. that shit. She wants That's to see it. you fulfill that motherfucking dream. That's it. And it's yeah. crazy because uh-huh. I had actually submitted to Casey. Um, I submitted. <laughs> don't laugh at this shit. I submitted, before <laughs> I signed to Siobhan, I submitted to Casey Royalty. Knowing me and Portia couldn't stand each other at the time. Casey <laughs> Royalty and Siobhan. Siobhan jumped on that shit so fast. She knew what it was. She said, oh, I know she's yeah. on fire that pit, honey. Yeah, she jumped on that shit so fast. KC never received my submission. And she was like, why didn't you just reach out and ask me had I received it? And I was right. like, I, I thought, you know, I, I thought maybe you just didn't want me. Maybe I wasn't good enough for you. She said you didn't want me. But you know what the thing about her is? Even if you felt like you weren't good enough, you was going to be good enough. Trust me, she was going to build your ass up. She was going to say, you can write, you can do this. And she was going to encourage you to write every single day until you felt like you was good enough. You know what I'm saying? Even if she felt like you was good already, she wants mm-hmm. you to feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? She wants you to see that shit in you. Right. You're right. Damn. And that's how she did it, too. See, yeah, see what I'm saying? <laughs> she don't play that shit. She don't want to hear nobody saying, oh, I can't, I can't. I swear that's like a hot button. That's what's up. Big shout out, man, for real. Like, that's what's up. Like, she, yeah, I'm glad she did that for you because if she didn't, we would not have them books that I'm about to go pick up today. That's it. And my books, don't get me wrong, my books, they never did well. I'm not going to sit here and lie. My books never did well. And I'm not going to blame it on anyone but me. And I'm going to leave it at that. And I'll just say they didn't do well because, I don't promote me as hard as I promote every fucking body else. Right, but you know what I can say, I don't say, ride as hard for myself as I ride for every fucking body else. Right. And that sometimes you got to ride harder for yourself. You know That's what it. I mean? Like, you got to think about yourself a little more. You know what I mean? And the thing That's is, <laughs> let me tell you something. A lot of people don't know this. And when I say it, people be like, you lying, you lying. You did this. I seen your book. Baby, you know I didn't get my very first number one bestseller until my 40th book. Damn. And I'm not joking. Like, I'm not playing. And people be like, no, that ain't true. Yes, the fuck it is. They might have sat on the chart. You know what I'm saying? They might have did well, you know, sitting there. But I never had a bestseller until my 40th book. So it's like, yeah, right? Like, you can't. You know what I mean? I just went with the wave. If motherfuckers think, you know, go ahead and think that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's like, 
you know, crazy. You, sometimes you got to keep going. Like, I never stop. You got to keep writing. And then it came to a point where I didn't even give a shit. You know, like, as long as people were reading my books, you know what I mean? So, like, you yeah. got to keep going, Leticia. You got to keep writing. Like, especially if you like to do it. But I really want you to keep editing. Because for some reason, I feel like that's your heart. Keep editing. It, that's it is, but do. I initially came in the industry wanting to write and feeling like I wasn't good enough to do so. So I feel like if I continue putting editing before writing, then I'm admitting I'm not good enough. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, seriously, that's a good argument. That's a good statement, and you're absolutely right. Keep writing. support. Yes, and it's sad. I've seen some authors – it's enough, it's enough, <laughs> it's enough for supporters out here for money to be made by everybody. Right. You it should is. not have to knock the next person down in order to make yourself look better than them. If a link yeah. pops up on my timeline, I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm sharing. Well, who, That's I, just I me. If it's fucking David Weaver, I don't care if it's Shane Company. I don't Thank care if it's never on the top. I share that motherfucker. I have been from day one. Exactly. But see, the problem is that you, you'll never get the support back that you give. That's number one. And number two, when your name gets tainted in the industry, even, I mean, like, for some shit, whatever reason, your name gets tainted. I've seen authors who feel like they got to write up under a pen name just to make themselves relevant. Y'all shouldn't, we shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. We shouldn't have to come up with another pen name because we feel like nobody's going to support us under the name that we originally started out with. And that's fact. I've seen people change their shit because they're, all right, let's keep it a buck, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Neo told people to do that. He was telling authors that wasn't doing so well, change your pen name uh, in your book in two parts. Like, that goes to show the passion will be stuck the fuck out of you for a dollar. You should never have yep. to change your fucking pen name for a dollar. No. You should no. never have to fucking do that. You should never have to stop your book when you don't want to stop your book, just so you can make a dollar. And then, then motherfucker, his goddamn, ooh, damn motherfucker. Um... Ass gonna have the audacity to tell me he promote me harder than I promote me. Nigga, you don't promote. First of all, you don't run your page. Let's get that correct. If you okay. see misspellings on his page, that's his post. Okay, oh, we we've, as no, readers okay. and authors, we've learned the difference. Okay? We know when you're posting and when your assistant is posting. So, therefore, yep. your assistant might promote me, but you don't promote me. But when I was under Siobhan, that, uh, nigga, you got the audacity to tell me you was promoting me harder than I was promoting me. You done lost your motherfucking mind. Because I was the one spending money on my ads, not you. Yeah, because you know they only run $5 ads and shit. Exactly. So and then not only that, you act like we can't tell when an ad's been sponsored or not. Right, exactly. Because it say sponsored on the top of the motherfucker. Thank you. That is, you know what, it just goes to show. <laughs> on both sides of this industry, y'all, okay, these motherfuckers be wilding the fuck out. Yep. Wilding the fuck out. I am still, I'm so blown away, and I'm still stuck on your medical stuff. 
that I'm really irritated by that and it makes me even more pissed off? Because you're not the only person that that happened to where you're sick or you're down and these motherfuckers basically saying, I don't give a fuck, I want the work. Whether it be the book or a fucking edit or whatever the case is, they give no fucks. Nope, that wasn't None. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm going to tell you something that's really sad. I wrote the book, my book, Silence. It was a novella based mm-hmm. off of the shit in this industry, specifically the shit that I had went through with Leo and Portia. Oh, I'm glad that it was called what? Silence. Silence? I didn't even, silence. I didn't have the okay. book edited, no nothing. I just dropped the shit. I wrote from the heart and just dropped it. Do you know I will not let my husband read that book? Yeah, he probably gonna be ready to knock a nigga out. Yeah, he'd be ready to yeah, he'd be ready to, to hurt Leo. I, I hide from my husband the way Leo talked to me. He overheard me talking to Michelle one night crying and he asked me what the hell was going on. And I had to tell him and that was Oh, you'll read it. You'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna I'm picking that up. <laughs> I'm definitely picking that up. It had gotten to the point where if Leo would have ever called me again, I wouldn't have been the one to answer the phone. I had I done guess. everything was getting ready to be handled by my husband when it came to him. See, and the, and the sad part about it is that my husband, right? Mm-hmm. My husband from Jump Street, okay, has been saying. I don't like this nigga. I don't like A lot him. of people like husbands have. <laughs> like, all of them. I don't like this nigga. It's something about him. He talk like a pimp. He talk, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. how, you know, like, that's how people saw it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we we really had to try to say, oh, no, it's cool. He's just a publisher. He did this and the other. We should have let them niggas at him. Yep. You got that shit we right. Should've. Because we was worried about our careers, and me included. You know what I'm saying? Because my career started to flourish after I, you know, signed with this nigga and all this other shit. But again, and I please, I'm begging y'all, new authors, please understand this. All money is not good money. Please, look at our situation. That good money? No, it's (laughs) not good. It's not all good money, yeah. And we had to learn that the hard way. A lot of us had to learn that shit the hard way, man. And as far as, like, new authors, what you got to say to new authors and new editors, you know, looking to come in? <laughs> um, stay in your lane, study your craft, and don't get caught up in the industry bullshit. Do not get caught up in this industry bullshit because you won't even maybe write your motherfucking name on a book That's if it. you're worried about what these bitches doing. That's it. I promise you. All you can do, and don't get caught up trying to be your favorite under the publisher. Don't try to be their friends because they are not your fucking friends. They're about the coins, and I can't say that about all of them because some of them are truly fucking genuine. And, of course, it's some of the ones that I spoke on, you know, we spoke about earlier, are truly fucking genuine publishers who give a Mm -hmm. fuck what happens to your career, not just your career with them, but your career after them. That's what publishers are supposed to be for, to set you up to stand on your fucking own. Well, hold up. Well, hold the fuck up. Hold the fuck up then. Hold up. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. With that being said, and I'm not trying to discredit no fucking body, 
And I don't know how nobody else run their company. I can only go for those I edited for or those that I was signed under. The only two fucking publishers I know that really care about their authors after the ebook world is, no, I'm, I'm lying, three authors. Okay. Misha Mish. Yeah, that's my bitch. Misha Mish. Nikki motherfucking Brown. Go off, Nikki. And that damn KC Mills. Because KC. if you can't advance in your career after signing to Nikki and KC, then it's on you. It's not on them. It's on you. Because they're going to give you the tools that you Always. need to succeed. Always. Always. They're going to so, give it to you. Y'all, any new readers listening to this, new authors looking to be signed, please listen. Like, you heard her. That's you it. You heard her. Like, think about it. You Do you want to just stay signed to a publisher or do you want to flourish eventually on your own? So at some point, you have to stand on your own two feet, y'all. And you also have to think outside of e-books. Yeah, e-book money is good, but it's a fad just like everything else. It is, and I said it's not always going to be here, y'all. I That's promise it. you, because if you look at it, the shit already starting to dwindle. Yep, there you go. It's really starting to dwindle, y'all. People getting into other shit. Like Your book's he, he, going on motherfucking Amazon. Amazon don't want to pay you a fourth a penny for a damn page rent. I mean, like, yeah. come the hell on. Yeah, it's changing. So I'm telling you, y'all, if y'all have anything outside of the book industry, even if it's still writing, if you want to do movies, if you want to do yep. whatever the fuck it is you want to do, please use writing as your stepping stone. That's it. I'm telling you, because this industry will not always be here. Yes, people will always be re- read books, but it's about how. Yep. I'm telling you, when the e-books hit, I was, I was happy as hell, because I got totes full of fucking paperbacks. That's it. Okay. Who are you telling? <laughs> I'm telling you, totes full of paperbacks. <laughs> and look at it. People ain't even buying paperbacks like that. You do got the paperback crews. But people do not buy them like that. It's all about e-books. And now it looks like people listening to books now. Yeah. Like, That's the truth. Changing. Man, yep. this is a good fucking conversation. New authors, new editors, please listen. Y'all got to hear this whole fucking podcast. Go back. Don't skip through it just to get to the good shit because I know how y'all do. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the whole motherfucking podcast. Man, I need you to give me a fuck them books, man. <laughs> and fuck them books. Hey, shout out to Awesome Edition, man. Can you please give us how to reach you on your social media handles? Yes, you can hit me up on Authorist Letitia. My like page is Letitia the Authorist. My Instagram is Letitia the Authorist. And even though I have L the Authorist on Twitter, mm-hmm. Tisha does not know how to tweet. So, Tisha stays her ass <laughs> off Twitter <laughs> before I make a fool out of my damn self. <laughs> hey, shut up.
to my boo, my sis, Diamond Taylor, Stephanie Party, Theo, Teresa Ann, uh, Kennedy Bonham. That's my crew. That's my crew. Hey, you know what's funny that you said? Diamond Taylor. She was the next person I was about to shout out as an author. I shouted out her before on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I have been following Diamond, and she was so shocked because every time they mention an author who busts their ass, I say Diamond motherfucking Taylor. Yes. Because when I very first started writing, Diamond, I used to see her post in all the groups all the time, y'all. This woman is persistent. Yep. This woman drops them motherfucking books like fire. And I yes, had it. to. I saw her. I know y'all see her. I've seen her for years. So when they say it's an author that deserves Diamond motherfucking Taylor. That's it. Diamond motherfucking Taylor. She said, I'm going to go ahead and do my shout out right here. Shout out to motherfucking <laughs> Diamond Taylor for, for keeping the motherfucking books going and keeping her motherfucking dream alive. That girl write her ass off and write, busting her ass, and I've been watching her for fucking years. Y'all got to jump on Diamond Taylor, man. The girl That's doing it. her thing. Shout her out, man. Go check her That's out, it. man. I just want to say thank you, Leticia, for hollering at me today. This is a nice, Thanks deep conversation. I am so fucking sorry for what you went through, but baby, trust me, retribution is coming. Yes. I'm telling you, yes. I am not stopping until we get our motherfucking just due. Whether we are editors, whether we are fucking authors, whether we are promoters who have been burned by these people, it is coming. I am not fucking stopping. So to go. end out, let me just fucking say, fuck them books. Fuck them. Hey, I had to take y'all motherfuckers all the way back. That shit used to rock. That shit used to crank like a motherfucker. Like, we used to really, like, rah, 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 rah. hey, yo, bitch. It's like, <laughs> hey, uh, he was funny as shit. All right, so for real, though, you really got to stop, drop, and shut these motherfuckers down. Because right now, I want to really talk about how people playing with Meg the Stallion about getting a 2.7 GPA. I mean, the same people. These motherfuckers still read with their fingers. Like, these motherfuckers, they still making sticks for fucking addition problems at the age of 33 and shit like that. And y'all talking about a woman who running around got a whole fucking humongous career where she going all over the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? Touring and shit like that. And y'all still got to find a reason to try to tear some fucking body down. And, and it's just like, like, y'all really don't see the fault in that. Like, y'all, did you get, go to fucking college? Like, did you work and go to college? A lot of motherfuckers did. But it seemed like the same motherfuckers who laughing about her getting a 2.7 while she literally going off of what she say a few hours of fucking sleep a day, still trying to do her work, still trying to go to work. And that shit seemed to be funny to motherfuckers. Like, I don't really understand what the fuck wrong with this. It's <laughs> Show me your motherfucking report cards. Like, dead ass. Show me your motherfucking... I'll take fucking high school. Because a lot of y'all motherfuckers was special as a motherfucker. And y'all just... 
Y'all laughing about a fucking 2.7 when your shit was 1.3. But they had to pass you anyway and shit. Because they knew something was wrong with your motherfucking ass. So dead ass, like, you can't be sitting here laughing at somebody who's trying to pursue an education. It's not many times you see these rappers and singers and shit saying, oh, I'm going to go ahead and go to school just in case. She thinking the fuck ahead while y'all laughing. Like, do that make any type of fucking sense? I, I just don't fucking get it. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck the joke at. I don't know, man. Whatever. You know what I do want to talk about, too? I want to talk about what's going on with the <laughs> the presidential race, man. Like, <clears throat> I feel like, honestly, this shit just turning crazy. We don't have, I really don't feel like personally, and I'm going to say it as for myself personally, um, I don't feel like we have a lot going on as Democrats. Um, and you know, people could take that how they want. It's my personal opinion and you can have your opinion on your shit or whatever. But personally, from my standpoint, I don't know who the fuck to vote for. Whoever the fuck get chose, like, damn, am I excited? Whoever get chose, you know, like, of course we want to get Trump the fuck out of office. Like, kick the fuck rocks. Goodbye, nigga. Like, I wish he would have just fucking quit like his fucking head did. It just stopped fucking growing and doing right. So, just, Jesus, just fucking stop. But, damn. I don't know. I'm trying to look at everybody politics and shit, right? And I'm... I'm just so fucking lost about it. You know what I mean? Like, I've always followed politics. But this is the first time where I have truly been stumped. I mean, and honestly, like, I know a lot of people didn't like Camilla and shit, but we could have gave her a little more support than we did. We could have. We could have gave Elizabeth Warren more fucking support than we did. I mean, a lot of people was behind her and stuff, and I'm glad, you know, she took it to the chin and decided to, you know, move on and support another candidate. But it's just for me, I don't know what the fuck, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck to do. So, you know, hopefully when y'all hear this, y'all try to look more into the politics of it. You know, of course, we want to vote blue and shit. So let's really look into the politics of these candidates. Yes, Bernie done fought alongside us in the civil rights movement and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm still looking into, you know, a lot of him because we can sit back and pretend like we know every fucking thing. We don't know every fucking thing. You see these people arguing on Facebook in the comments all fucking day and shit, just constantly going back and forth with each other about shit. They really don't even know what the fuck they be talking about half the damn time. And then half of the shit be lies. People just say random shit and then motherfuckers just believe it because it's on the Internet. Like, that's the most retarded shit to me. I'll fucking never understand it. But, like, as far as this shit going on, I'm kind of (laughs) nervous. We got to vote right, y'all. We have to fucking vote right. Even though I always been a little sketchy about politicians, regardless, you know what I mean, of what your Democratic affiliation is, I always felt like if you give people, you know, their own fucking minds, then maybe the world will be a fucking better place instead of us having to think what the fuck everybody else wants us to think. And then we do it because we supposed to do it, right? Like, no, think a fucking head. Think for your fucking self. And of course, you know, if everybody decided to go independent, 
I mean, like, even the independents will never get in the office because nobody wants to be independent. They have to choose a fucking side. You got to choose one. And it's like a fucking cult. <laughs> but, you know, like, um, I don't fucking know what to fucking do. And I'm sure a lot of y'all probably feel like that, too. So I hope I'm not alone as far as thinking that, like, who the fuck are we voting for? Shit. We got this fucking retard in fucking office just being a fucking idiot every fucking day, all day. And yes, I'm going to go ahead and say it. If Obama was still in office doing half the shit that on shit rag is doing, then his ass would have been kicked the fuck out of office by now. And y'all fucking know it. And the last, you know what I do want to talk about? (laughs) I want to skip a little bit from that. Even though, actually, no, I don't. Actually, no, I don't. I saw something interesting today um, about, you know, them, the politicians saying we have an opiate crisis and we have, you know, like, you know, they're going after meth and they're making sure the meth addicts are taken care of because they're sick and they're making sure the people on opioids are taken care of. They're just sick people. It made me think about the crack epidemic. And... It's just crazy to me that how black people were locked up because they were crackheads and they were doing crack and, you know, shit like that, smoking crack and shit. But you have these, you know, of course, they're Caucasians. They white. You got them, you know, smoking meth and shit, rotting their fucking faces out. And they doing, you know, uh, taking pills and all this other shit. And it's like now it's a fucking crisis. Now they're sick. Crackheads wasn't sick, though. That was a choice. But these poor people chose to put that meth into a pipe and and light it on fire and suck it in. But they sick. They didn't choose to do that. That's some sick shit. Shut the fuck up. And a lot of them trying to get votes off of that shit. And if we open our motherfucking eyes, we'll realize that's what the fuck they doing. They trying to get our fucking votes off of some shit we ain't even fucking doing. Like y'all motherfuckers. Y'all ain't give no shits about the fucking little crackass boo-boo and them and shit around the motherfucking way. Y'all ain't give two shits about them. They went to jail. And y'all ain't getting no fucks. But now, all of a sudden, Becky and them, you know, they turning into meth heads and shit. It's a fucking problem. Oh, no, they're sick. Open up methadone clinics and all this other shit. Y'all serious? Y'all fucking serious? I mean, come the fuck on. And that's what y'all basing it off. And if you think about this, too, a lot of them are getting the black votes by saying they're going to change prison reform as if every motherfucking black person done been to prison and need a record expunged and don't need it. We ain't all fucking criminals. We don't. That's not the only fucking problem in America for black people. Prison reform. That is not it. We ain't even been treated like fucking humans. And on the regular, outside of fucking prison. And y'all talking about some motherfucking prison reform, even though it's needed. That is not all y'all can get our fucking votes for. We are not all prisoners. At least not in a physical fucking prison. Because oppression is fucking real. Regardless if you want to see it or not. Oh, we ain't get past shit. Y'all can say it's different. It's just more mass now. They hiding it a little fucking better. Not even hiding it. They just putting a different fucking face on the shit. And that shit with Honey Pot, that's actually what I was getting to. So I'm glad I kind of flowed right into that. That shit with Honey Pot, that shit really just 
irk my motherfucking spirit. Irk my soul. We had to watch Pantene commercials with beautiful, gorgeous, blonde, white women spinning in circles and skipping rope and shit and all this other shit. L'Oreal commercials where the white woman was on the swing with her white daughter swinging back and forth on the motherfucking joint in the goddamn field some fucking where. We had to watch all of this. And then when it became PC, when it became politically correct and we started talking about it, that's when y'all decided to throw a mixed woman in. She got to be light-skinned with curly hair. Couldn't be too black, though. Uh-uh. Couldn't be too black, though. Because they weren't focused on us. That's why the fuck the commercial was the way it was. Now, y'all getting on Honeypot for saying something about a black girl? Like, because they want to inspire black children, which y'all motherfuckers don't? Y'all hate that shit, huh? Yeah, that's why y'all took the plaque, the fucking Black Panther down. Because y'all hate it to see black people supporting other fucking black people. Y'all had to end that shit. So when you saw Honey Pot had a black motherfucking owner, founder, and she wanted black girls to feel good about themselves and feel good about creating their own for their motherfucking own. That bothered the shit out of them, didn't it? That bothered they motherfucking asses. They was on there acting a motherfucking fool. Cutting the fuck up. Oh, this product stinks. This product is... Shut your funky ass up as if you washed your ass in the last 38 hours. Shut up. I ain't gonna give you fucking 48. Because I already know. Shut the fuck up. Who the fuck do you think you are? Check your motherfucking privilege at the door. Because this time it didn't work. Baby girl sales doubled. You see how that worked? Thank you. Thank you for supporting black businesses. I'm putting up the Black Panther sign right now, but y'all can't see me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely something. But no, uh-uh. Did y'all motherfucker see the baby? Slapping bitches and shit. Like, damn. I mean, it's just one thing after another with him. I just hope shorty fine. You know, some people say they want to be celebrities and shit, but, like, I get it. I don't think I could really live with people, like, shoving their hands and shit all in my face and stuff like that. Because sometimes it's just, like, a fucking reaction. It's your first reaction. I'm not making no excuses or even excusing it. I'm just saying, for me, okay, it would be a natural fucking reaction to smack a fucking phone that's directly in my goddamn eye. I smacked that shit, but yeah, he slapped Jesus into her ass when he did that, and I'm like, damn, I was looking at the tweets and shit, and they are not happy with his ass, damn, I wonder how the fuck he gonna get out of this, you know he gonna be wearing a suit with a goddamn kente cloth, <laughs> rapping shit, apologizing to everybody in a minute, but you know, I wanted to end this on like something soft. I don't know. I was thinking of some sexy shit. And I can only think of this one song. And I don't care what y'all say. Don't play with him like this. Okay? Because this is when we saw him be grown. And he was fine. Don't play with Chris. Because now I'm about to play Take It Down. And on some sexy shit. Go get your little boo or whatever. And cuddle up and listen to this as you go to bed. Or don't go to bed. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. Y'all have a good night, man.
Here we 